Welcome to this uh, week's Progress with Unity podcast, and uh, it's this is uh, the joy of X, X Skipper, Gary Corwell. Is it not the joy of eggs? Because it's posted. No, never mind. No, move no, on, no. Move on, move the on. joy of X, X Skipper, Gary Corwell. Anyway, we'll come to that in a minute. Uh, we've got a full host this evening. The table's bursting at the seams. Rob's back. How you doing? Oh, it's good to be back. Been playing away, I believe. Yeah, Irish management. Open set. Oh, sure, again. that's boring, that. Oh, Have you brought your Yorkie bar with you? No. No, that's no good then. Catherine's here to add the soft side. Oh, yeah. That's very sexy, Stan, isn't it? it is. but, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I know you're not soft, because I saw you in action on Saturday. You kicked some butt down there, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> yeah, you did. You <laughs> ah, frightened me, anyway. Right, anyway. Quick look back. What we're going to do is this evening. Right, we're going to have a quick look back to. Uh, Easter Monday proceedings, we're not going to bother with Good Friday, because it weren't good, were it, up at Smogville, so we'll not bother with that one. We'll have a quick look back at the diary game, because things unfolded after that, and uh, it, it's put a new twist on, on the rest of our season. We're going to have a, a, a listen to an interview with our new gaffer, because we've got a new gaffer, the Joy of X, ex-captain Gary Caldwell. Uh, he's talking with uh, Sharpie. And we're going to have a little chat about that, look to the future, and then, oh, ping, ping go, and we've got um, a big game on Friday. So we're going to have a it's not so big that. now, is it, though? It stays down, it's massive, yeah. massive, oh, you, bigger yeah. than ever, mm. bigger than ever. It's like that pimple at the end of your nose, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. What's that pimple, that is his nose. We'll <laughs> tie him down after and squeeze it. We've got your suits on. Anyway. You're on your own. Going <laughs> mental, this, so let's get on with stuff. Right. Uh, Saturday. Monday. Easter Monday even, uh, Gareth. Not bothered with any stats. There's just one stat, weren't there? 2 0. Yeah, defeat. And then another stat followed that. Lack of a manager. Lack of a manager, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, the game itself, what did you make of the game? Uh, to be honest, I didn't go. <laughs> I, I, I felt it. That, yeah. Right. Working bank holiday weekend, so yeah. I had to listen to it on the well, radio. Somebody has to keep putting the food on our table, Gareth. <laughs> somebody, so well done for that. I just thought I'd mention that and uh, you know get you in there. Right, Rob. What did you make of the game then? <laughs> Can't swing two passes, ever can we? No. I thought first half we had, we had some pressure, a lot of long balls into the box. Do you, know what, uh, do you know what the difference was first half? <coughs> they couldn't string one pass together, no mind too. Well, we couldn't string. We were shocked. We had there was there was there was a couple of occasions where ball was rolling across six yard box and was begging. It was crying out for it to be tapped in. Um, I wag on. Well, anybody. It, I mean, it was off. I think it was off a corner. Uh, there's no excuse why I wouldn't have The closest we come was Jim, Jimmy uh, McLean's error, weren't it? It it over the bar. Yeah, that was. It that was, was the one good move of the half. That good yeah. serve. Yeah, but I tell you what. Considering we can't score goals, we've seen some good serves from opposition keepers, haven't we? You said the best move of the game so far. There were three absolute cracking moves in that first half. Wigan played some very good football, and it mm. came from the back, and it went out wide, and it went into the box. And that's where it broke down, when a certain set of forward got the ball at his feet and had to think, what do I do with this now? Clark. Yep. Yeah, he was on, on three occasions, two occasions, on two occasions, it was a second delay before he actually passed it. 
Mm. It's a centre forward for God's sake, 12 yards from goal, in front of goal, and he has to has to think, what do I do now? What were these passages of plays though? Because I'm quite intrigued here. Because all what? all I saw was two tactics. One was a long ball up front, or the other was ball at somebody's feet. He'd run with it. The ball hardly came into our half in that first half. Yeah, mm. I, I'm sat in East Stand and I hardly saw out. We had lots and lots of set pieces, and don't forget the long throws from Chris. It was all up their end. We played. We played. We played awful some good moves down the left flank. It was awful. We did some good moves down the left flank. Yeah, we, the we, we were all right. We dominated in the first, in the first half. half. We dominated in the first half. No. Now, whether that was our superiority with the ball or whether it was just that they hadn't. I thought yet. they were very nervous in the first half. Oh, they couldn't put. They couldn't string. Yeah, they, they looked like a team. He's not one in seven as well. Yeah. Didn't they? We should have packed him away, shouldn't we? We should have. They had that one move, didn't they, where um, the guy Ince, uh, broke. Dodgy shot. Yeah, yeah, and I can't remember he put the shot in at the end, Ince. but that should have been a goal. Yeah, Ali just that was a decent it. move. Yeah, yeah it was Didn't they run half the pitch for that one as well? Yeah. Um, Stop you. I don't know. And then obviously McLaren chased things at half time, didn't they, to, to some effect? Yeah. Chase they wheeled Chris Martin out, didn't they? Because you had to oh. see size of him. Yeah. You've been on Easter egg, haven't you? You're on the grass all day. Who cares if he scores? What, yeah. But what a player. What an absolute gem. What a goal. We had a warning before, didn't we? They, they should have had a penalty just before half time, I know. I thought they'd not been in our half, Paul. No, they were right at the end. Oh, right, okay. Right at the end. I, I, I think it was Pierce. <laughs> come back and basically as he ran past somebody he grabbed him yeah. and hauled him to the ground like you would in a playground and because play was going somewhere else it just none of them none of the players really kicked off about it but we were like hang on a minute that's a penalty it was a penalty yeah. it was a penalty it's so Chris Martin come on Adam made a, made a difference immediately didn't yeah, you yeah he, he helped a lot of parts of the game he, he set it up to him he held it up he edited it on and he was in the perfect position to Knock it in the net, and that's that's the difference. Well, she was a bit isolated, wasn't she? He found himself marking Martin, who flicked it over his head. Flicked it over, yeah. Space opened up. Was it Russell who went yeah, down the left hand side? So Boyce had to track back to, to try and block him from putting the shot in. Martin's free. And Martin's free in the middle, and, and what a cracking finish. Kind of highlighted it last week, didn't he? The difference between them with him in the team and without him in the team. So when when he's playing, he scores goals, and when they, when he's not, they were yeah. losing games. Yeah. So he's probably come back at the right time for them. Then Marcus Spence, uh, I mean that was a bit of a comedy goal at the end, wasn't it? Was it Marcus or Darren? Darren. Is it not Darren? Darren, Darren Ben, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Darren Ben, that's correct, yeah. Marcus Spence used to play for us, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. got that hat trick, didn't he? Yeah. Get bent. We mentioned that last week, didn't we? Get bent. Anyway, so uh, so there was a lot of uh, a lot of abuse apparently directed towards Mackay. I didn't see or hear anything because it was over the other side. But what I did notice was, the, it was, you. was the stewards, the stewards uh, down on the west stand, uh, sort of was at the front. One of them protecting him. Apparently, some season tickets were thrown at him. I mean, it's a hard thing to do that when you've just got one game left, and two games left. Yeah, but hold on. You've got to reuse those season cards for the next. Oh, I yeah. get it. I get it now. They're not coming back next season. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. I understand. They went down looking for them afterwards. The the, the people who threw them. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Can I have my uh, season ticket back, please? <laughs> Here's a question. Why did Fortuna come off and Clark stay on? It's well, a very good question. A very good question. Huh? Why did Josh Murphy come on? 
Why did we oh, sign that's him? Awful. Yeah. Is he a player for a relegation struggle? I'm yeah. not knocking him because he, he's obviously talented. Pennant should have been on a guy yeah. with experience and quality. I've wrote down on this little sheet here what, what's gonna what's yeah. guiding me through. Josh Murphy. I just don't understand what he brought to that game at all. Too lightweight. Sugar. Too Playing for himself. Loaf. Beans. Eggs. What else have you got in down like this, Barry? Deodorant, mate. Deodorant, right? Yeah. Shampoo. Yeah. I've got my nurse flying away tonight. Um, What's good, sir? Mm. Real cream on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's for you, that guy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> So uh, anyway, the, the, it's a real jolly, haven't we? We, got, we lost, <laughs> we were relegated almost, and we're either as happy because of what happened next. Now I had a little story <coughs> from someone who works at the club. Um, I can't mention any names because it's not fair on them. But um, at the end of the game, it was about ten past six. Uh, we stood in reception. Brenda Spencer with her, you know, our old chief executive, and this person was talking to Brenda, and they were having a bit of a chat. And Marky McCarkle was walking through, got jolly, like fleet footed, on his phone, takes his phone away from his ears, and just says, uh, I'll see you later, ladies, because it was a lady who told me this tale. And off, it, off and they all said, See you later, Malky, who oh, is a lovely man. And off he went and th- through the reception door. And next thing, uh, I'm not mentioning any names, but our media officer, a big tall guy, looks like BK, glasses on, him off Thunderbirds, you know what I mean, don't you? Yeah. Wrote a couple of weeks. He wrote a couple of weeks. Not mentioning you know the sounds, lads. Yeah. yeah. You know when you were fell out with him earlier on, it's easy. He's having a good one. You'll be saying again with yeah, comments anyway. like that. <laughs> well, no, I'm only relaying the story I was told to me. Right. So he comes scurrying through. Have you seen Malky? Have you seen Malky? No, he didn't say that. Have you seen Mr. McKay? Is what he said. And he said, uh, Oh, he's just, just gone to his car. Doors. And off he went. Next thing, he comes back with Mr. McKay. And they go into the way, and this particular person says, Ooh, I wonder what all that's about then. And that was ten past four, past six. So they got in the car and drove home. And I'm not mentioning any names or, you know, any, any, I'm not even mentioning what gender they are. But when, when, when they got home, her husband was waiting for her at the front door. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, uh, I, I, I see they've sacked him then. And he said, Ah, that's what it was all about. So, uh, so they've sat the media officer. So they sat the media officer. Yeah. Well, so I went for a meal after the match, and again, no names mentioned, but there was a player came in and sat behind me who was discussing things with his agent where he may well be playing next season. And uh, I read on Twitter that Mackay had been sacked, and then within 30 seconds of that, player behind me in the restaurant was. The manager's been sacked, mm. so we knew before some other players. Did they sound happy or shocked or um, nonplussed? I don't know. I couldn't tell if I'm being honest. Right. Okay. Um, surprised. I think mm. was, the, was the, the one thing I could pick I, up. From I it. think it was surprised as well. Whereas I think Mr. Mackay uh, mm. would have been surprised because he didn't seem, you know, from from the impression I got from the person who told me the story, he didn't seem in any any way. Uh, well, even on the TV, is after the match um, summaries and stuff like that, were adding and pointing at is preparing for Friday's game. So yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He has an inkling. No, an inkling. Then obviously we know we know the boss, have we? We know the manager, and everybody's like, Ooh, who are we going to get? Who are we going to get? I turned him down. I had to. Yeah, I know. I know, Mick. I was just wondering though, is it was it the coil syndrome? You know, uh, we weren't that bothered as long as it weren't Owen Coyle when he got sacked and everybody was quiet. It give give us a lift, didn't it? Was this something similar? I'm not 
set it up. His management style is awful, is it, Marty McKay? That's another thing I thought. I, I, I think you've got to be fair to him in the sense that he's had his hands tied behind his back. Ab- absolutely, ball. you cannot defend the, the football we've been playing, the results we've been getting. But in mitigation, he's, he's shipped out half of his squad and, and started from scratch. And they did pick up a bit. He's pretty brought in a couple of good players. Mm. Pearson and Maguire for me are two stars. Yes. But, but the way he sets us up and plays, he's just so anti Wigan Athletic, it's unbelievable. Anti football? Well, anti Wigan Athletic, it's not, it's not what we've been used to over the past four years, is it? Five years? 15 years. 15 years, 20 years. 82. 82 years. And then we're all thinking, who was going to get? Who was going to get? And then Nigel Atkins was being banded about. People were excited. Let's get Atkins in, ex player. But Mr. Sharp, David, had a better idea, didn't he? It was obvious in hindsight, wasn't it, Barry? Because a certain Mr. Barry Worthington called it a couple of months ago on this very podcast. Well, you know. I think quite a few people was asking about that uh, particular scenario unfolding, weren't they? Anyway, so uh, Gary Caldwell became our manager, and uh, there'd been a, an interview today with both Sharpe and Caldwell, and I'd like us to have a little oh, listen to it, and um, if I can find it on, on, on this uh, technological thing I'm looking at. Right, so what we'll do, we'll just have a little listen to this uh, interview, and then uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll discuss it. <laughs> Athletic manager, you must be very, very proud. Yeah, um, it's uh, still a little bit strange when I hear you say that, uh, but it's been a really busy 24 hours and uh, something I'm really proud uh, to hear, to, to say those words that I'm the, the manager of this club. It's a club that means a lot to me. Uh, I've been here over five years now, had some great times and uh, really looking forward to the massive challenge ahead. It's been an absolute whirlwind 24 hours, as you say. Can you just talk us through them? Yeah, obviously after the game last night I heard on the way home uh, via the radio that, that the gaffer had went and it's obviously bitterly disappointing when somebody loses their, their job and uh, I got a call later on and, and met uh, the chairman, came over and spoke to me about the job and, and spoke to me about uh, my beliefs and the way I wanted to play the game and the way I, I saw the club moving forward and I spoke to them as I, as I always have done honestly and, and gave them my, my views on it and uh, he called me in this morning and we discussed it further and, and here I am now. Always been an ambition of yours to become a manager? Yeah it has, I, th- I think when I played the game most players will tell you I was a manager on the pitch, I got everyone to do my running for me and uh, cover up for my deficiencies by, by bossing people about so uh, this time I'll, I'll get to do that without uh, having to play alongside them but it has something I've always and I looked at, I've always wanted to be the captain of a club or, or be the leader of the club and uh, to become a manager is the, the natural progression. It's obviously came very quickly uh, in my career and uh, it's something that, that I've, I've always looked forward to. Nice for you that it's come here though at Wigan Athletic somewhere where you've got very special memories. Yeah, as I said, that is the club. I spent the longest part of my career at, at this club and it's a, a club that's really special to me. When I came here... I was at the kind of peak of my career and, and I had some great times. I always wanted to play in the Premier League and I got that opportunity. Roberto gave me that opportunity and, and I loved every minute of it. We had some highs and, and obviously some lows in, in recent times, but it's a, very much a family club. 
it's a club with you know great fans. You know we don't get big numbers that, that many people like to, to tell us about, but the people that do come here always come and support the club, and, and the players are always thankful of that. So it's a club that's special to me, and, and one that I'm looking forward to, to working for and, and with. You mentioned briefly the philosophy that you've spoken to the chairman David Sharp about. Can you just elaborate on that a bit? Yeah, I, th- I think I've, I've worked with many managers throughout my career, great managers and, and, and good people that, that have kind of shaped me in the, the way I've played the game and, and the way the team's played the game. And obviously I'll, I'll take bits from, from each of them. But I also want to be you know, quite uh, unique in, in my views on the game and, and take my own philosophy and, and try and uh, bring that to this club. And uh, I want to play the game the right way. I want to pass the ball. But ultimately, I want to win football matches. That's as a player, I went out every game trying to win, and as a manager, that that will be the same. I'll try and win every game. It's going to be a, a long-term plan here as well. Yeah, it is. I, I think uh, the chairman spoke about that, uh, about the future and about building the, the football club right right up from the academy. But my job is is the first team, and uh, I'm coming in for for Friday night's game, and, and that's the most important thing to to win that game and then move on to the next game and, and see where that takes us. So the first team will be the priority uh, of winning games as quick as we can, and then we'll, we'll look to kind of building the, the future of the football club after that. David, uh, whirlwind 24 hours. Just talk us through how busy a man you've been. Yeah, yeah very busy, but um, it, was, uh, it was a sad day yesterday, losing 2-0 to Derby, um, but we deserved to get beat, and, and that's what happened. But my mind was made up, and... I did what I had to do, and um, as soon as I'd, I'd left the stadium and dealt with dealt with Malky, I went straight to Gary and uh, met him, and spent a good few hours with him, and and straight away he was saying all the right things, and and I was I was very very sort of impressed with him that he's he's the right man to take us forward, and my mind was made up straight away. What is it about Gary Caldwell that, that made your mind up? He um, he's a leader. He's been the club captain. He knows the club. Inside out, he's one of us, and I think that's important when, when you're appointing manager. He needs to, he needs to be one of us, and um, he knows how we work. He's he's a very hard-working man. Uh, his work ethic is unbelievable, one of the best I've seen. And he, um, so straight away he appealed to me. We talked about philosophies, etc., how he wants to play the game, and that's 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 where we want to take us. He wants to take us back to the Wigan way, how we were under Roberto, with with playing a certain system, it's playing attractive football, and that's that's what we know and that's what we enjoy. And that's what we're doing, what we get success with. You mentioned philosophy. This is long term, isn't it? This is, yeah, this is very much long term. This isn't just to see it through to the end of the season. I spoke to Gary about, I'm not judging him on the next five games, I'm judging him in the long term. And uh, he's determined to prove to prove why we want him so badly. Got five crucial games and not much time to work with the lads, but what are you looking for from the players? Uh, just that desire that I said as, as a player I always wanted to be someone that was committed to, to whatever team I played for and, and, and showed desire to, to win football games and uh, the boys, I know a lot of them really well, I, I sit in a change room with them every day, uh, only you know a couple of days ago so I know them well it's a, a change room full of good people full of good players uh, but I just want them to, to show a real commitment to, to the cause and, and to the new ideas that, that we hopefully uh, can bring to, to, to try and win football games. Big five games for Gary, not judging him, but certainly uh, a chance for him to, to make his mark. Yeah, I suppose it's a bit of a, a free hit for him. And he's, he's got nothing to lose where he points adrift. 
if he keeps us up it'll be a massive massive miracle but you never know in football you just never know um, obviously we've, we start on Friday we put the three coaches on so I'm just asking for the fans to get behind him and give him all the support as a club we, we need to get back to the good times again and I think Gary I'm, I'm sure Gary's the man to do that wasn't an ideal atmosphere on Easter Monday against Derby, as you mentioned. It's going to be important the fans create that, though, isn't it, in these final games? Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't something I was. We were used to here that that sort of tension and the, and the bad atmosphere and the bad feeling around around the stadium and on Monday. It was. Um, it wasn't nice to see, and, and I, I agreed with them. They they, dis, they disapproved on certain things and didn't agree with certain things, and they let that known to us and, and the manager and had to agree with them. Um, we want to bring back the good times. We're used to being, being a good club and being a friendly club and being a positive club, and and they're the, they're the, they're the times Gary's going to bring back to us. It's something we need back at the club. The fans to come back. We'll try and give them a, a, a club they can be proud of again and uh, and try and win matches for them. But we're going to need everyone in this to, together to, to pull us out. Of. Well, that was uh, Ashley Orton there talking to uh, Gary Caldwell and David Sharp. Uh, what do we think? Some good points made, eh? Uh, you pick anything up there, Gareth? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit lost for words, really. Lost for words? I am, really, yeah. yeah. The season's just been a disgrace, hasn't it? It's yeah. been a disaster. But you don't think this is a little bit of a pick-me-up at the end? A little bit... Um, I mean, some of the things like, like what Sharpie said then, he was, we were listening to what the fans were saying and we had to agree with them, and that's why we had to act. And it... And it, it I think, first of all, the sacking of Mackay was a little bit of a, a boost for people who didn't agree with him. And then, obviously, promoting somebody from within who's been there and led by example. All right, he might not have been the best player in the world, but you could never doubt his heart and commitment, could you? That's very, that's very true. That's very true. He's got Wigan Athletic yeah. in his blood, and that's fantastic. Mm. I mean, something there, Rob, what, what Caldwell said, uh, which... which um, he said, when you watch the video, he says it with a smile. He says, I was a manager on the pitch. But, so my discrepancies, I got other people to do me running. Which was very, very true. Yeah. That's one thing. Coleswell's biggest asset on the pitch was his leadership, his organising. He's someone who obviously knows the game very well. Uh, like he also, Something else he picked up on as well was his philosophy, likes to pass the ball. I think we'll see a change in style um, in terms of what, well, in comparison to what we've been seeing in the past six months. Uh, it's an appointment what can go either way. Um, and it can go, can It can, but it's, like it's pointed out, it's good to, that we've promoted someone from within. Uh, and Caldwell's a massive, massive character. Yeah. And I think it's not going to be one to hold back on the players as well I think he'll give him a bollocking when required yeah but also I think he'll, he'll be you know be full of prayers also when they deserve it mm. uh, there's one you know like I said it could go either way can it yeah it could go either way and it could be then it, Adam he uh, he bigs the fans up there quite a lot don't he I mean what did he do for that he did talk a lot about there's not a lot of fans but yeah. we are we are really good fans dude. Yeah, I remember Ben Watson saying the same after the FA Cup final. Yeah. It's nice to know that they appreciate what we, the passion. We are a passionate group of fans. And uh, it's good to see that we've got someone so close, connected to the club. He brings everyone together. It's a difficult period the club's in. That's what we needed. 
He's on the terrace with with the supporters or away games, hasn't he? He's been turning up when he was in his last season. He was going away. He was, he, 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 he was at Macclesfield. 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 Yeah. Next to me. Well, near me. Yeah. Macclesfield. <laughs> so he, he, he's not only does he understand the club. David Sharp said he's one of us, yeah. and, and he is one of us. And he said that's that mm. is, a, is a true saying, and that's as a supporter, that's what you want. You can, I think, you can forgive some. Of the uh, naivety that he's going to bring with the, with his, because he's so young at it, you know, he's, he's, he's so inexperienced rather. I think you can forgive that a little bit. One article that I've seen, I think it may be on the Wigan website, is he said he, recogni- he recognised the meet and greet and how beneficial that was. Yeah. And how we like walking through all the supporters yeah. getting their autographs. You don't need to tell us that. Yeah. We know that. Yeah, that was a good thing. It was, it was others that needed convincing of that. There's something I'd like you to comment on here, Mick, if you don't mind, because uh, I thought about you. When, when when you look at both David Sharp and you look at Gary Caldwell and you add them together, they're still younger than you. <laughs> <laughs> the look on Mick's face. Oh, 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 oh. Actually, you'll find they're not, Barrett. But no, I'm not going to argue with you. The combined age is 55, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Who is it? Yeah, the younger than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one by fair, yeah. didn't it, Barry? Well, it was, you see, I'll set him up with Mick and Bolo Young Man. Right, that's what we're all about. That's what Fortuna can do for Holt next year. Yeah, yeah. The point I was making with that is we've got a young chairman. And we've got a young manager. We've got a very young chairman, haven't we, and a young manager. Is there anything in there that, that makes you a bit cautious about the situation at the moment? Or is, is the, uh, the benefit of youth, you know, with the enthusiasm, is, is that the positive that we're going to ride on? It's not changed my mind. I still think that the ex-chairman is preparing to sell the club. And this is another, this is another step they've taken there to ensure that that happens. Oh, right. I, the, I admire the appointment from within because if this is a genuine appointment then they've probably got the right guy for it because he knows what's going on now if he's astute enough to see that and deal with it then it's going to be a very very good appointment because he's going to stop the rot he's going to change the things that need to be changed I am a little bit concerned about the fact that nobody else has gone yet again we had this with the last two managers didn't we seem to have the same backroom staff Caldwell's been the only addition in the last last 12 months with us to the backroom staff on a permanent basis now he's going to be running the backroom staff as a gaffer so I hope he's going to make the changes that need to be made I really do and prove me wrong because I I do believe that Wigan Athletic as we know and love it is not going to exist uh, in a couple of years time I really don't. I agree with Mick though. I mean, if you cast your minds back to the Roswell sacking, when we was discussing that, and I, I said about, oh, the new, well, was making a new appointment, is if, if you've still got the same backroom staff though, you, I don't see a dramatic change in going for, and I don't know, with likes of Graham Barra still there. I mean, Graham Barra, legend of Wigan Athletic, but I think that's a massive, massive part of the problem. Players even the same voices, same fa- seeing the same faces day in day out the same coaches and I think it's a time for a change in that respect to, to have to, to, to turn the club's fortunes around <clears throat> unless it's a successful team what manages the team and can go from club to club the classic example there is Harry Redknapp with his team 
<laughs> Whatever they've been, they've created something, haven't they? Or 236 of them. Uh-huh. Yeah, but they, they throw all of them, won't you? I mean, I'd say that was a yeah, bad then, example. No, no. Well, I, I don't think, no. One of the, the, the example I'm, I'm creating is, he, 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 when you get Harry Redknapp, you get Joe Jordan, you get the other guys uh, alongside him. Quite not all. And they seem mm-hmm. to work, right? But that's because the people who have employed them give them the backing financially as well. Yeah? yeah. Okay then. Two years later, they always seem to move on because it's backfired or whatever. The only good thing, yeah. Gary Redd, really the, yeah. Yeah. the only thing, Gary Red, that's good at managing is his own reputation. Yeah. But I know what you're saying, man. I, I don't think he did well at that, did he? I know they have little teams, don't they? Usually, when you get a manager, you, you employ a team together. Mm-hmm. Right, but go back, go back to the 70s. Go back to who took over from Shankly. Yeah, well. Who took over from yeah, him? Yeah. And who took over from him? And it was only when yeah. they had, sadly, Evans, yeah. right? They'd gone through. Dalglish. Yeah, four <coughs> players. Four, sorry, not four players. Four backroom staff had been promoted. And the backroom staff basically remained the same because it was a winning formula. You don't ruin a winning formula. But if the formula's not winning, you've got to change it. And you don't just change it with one person, you've got to change it with a few. Even perhaps it might be down to the fact that the physical condition is getting it wrong. Now, we've bought some dross in the last couple of years, and that's cost us dearly because we've had to offload them. But do the coaches not work to, to, to the remit of the manager though? Does he not say to them that, this is what I want you to do today with them players, this is the drills, this is what we're doing. So they do. It's like when you go to work, your boss will tell you, mate, this is what I want you to do, this is how I want you to If you say, I'm not doing that, how I'm going to do this, it's not long before you're out the door, will it? You know, you have to do what your boss says, that's personal. So, Mackay would have said, They'll listen to them. I know you're shaking your head though, but yeah. perhaps they'll, they'll listen and say, well, I'll be thought to do it this way, doing it that way. But at the end of the day, it's Mackay's head was on the block, Rosalind's head was on, whoever it is, their head's on the block. The, the can stops with them, the book stops with them, they carry the can. Which one is it? Doesn't matter, does it? But, but what I'm saying is, do them coaches coach, not coach the way that manager wants them to coach? Yes and no, because it should be a team effort. You've got a team of coaches there. Uh, you've got a team of fitness guys there. You should be having regular meetings where you, as manager, are actually consulting them, asking them their opinions. Yeah. Because in certain cases, you've got to do that anyway, because how, how can a manager know exactly what's going on with his um, youth team and stuff like that? Yeah. You've got to have them contributing. Yeah? So the thing is, is some coaches... Notice you, we're using the term manager and not coach because a coach is the one who actually delivers and he, uh, on the training part and he's the one who knows what the abilities of them, uh, them players are and he knows how to, how to organise a, a drill or whatever. Whereas the manager will turn around and say and suggest, right, we're up against these men, these are the tactics for this week. There'll be arguments around the table. If not, <laughs> I won't like to manage that team. So will Caldwell be more of a hands-on coach type manager, do you think? Or a Malcolm? Well, you know, he'll be a tracksuit manager, Caldwell. He's, hmm. he's still learning ropes. Well, he's learning the ropes, isn't he? So they expect him to be a tracksuit manager. Nothing else at this stage. But I'm just wondering... Look at set up. He was the only person wearing a suit on that bench. McLaren. Right, and what were the rest wearing? But McLaren spent, spends the first half in the stands, and then he comes out, which he I think manages, he should do. He manages. Because you can see the, the layout of the team, can't you? He manages. Can I just say something? One thing that's gone on at Wigan this season, we've heard lots of rumours about infighting, we've heard about 
at players' attitude, bad management and all the rest of it. The one thing we lack is a bloody goal scorer. I'm sorry, but it's back to basics. The difference between Derby and us the other day was a goal scorer. A goal scorer coming on and doing what he's paid to do. We've got a list of players here who have scored top level goals. 20, 23, 19 in the Premier League. Our top scorer's got six. Waghorn's got three. And Fortuny has got two. One of them in the League Cup. So whoever's the manager needs to address the fact that somebody needs to put the ball in the onion bag. I'll get off my soapbox now. But Phil, I'm sorry. what was it, Gareth? Fell to score in 18 games this season. Yeah, 11, 11 at all. Just like we have. Yeah. 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 Zero goals we've scored. Now a defence has yeah. been bad at times, but it's not that bad. We've mm. conceded 55. Third place Watford have conceded 48. Yeah. Yeah. And they're a fantastic team, probably the best in the league for me. Wolves have conceded 40 now. That's right. So the fact of the matter is, we just can't score. And, and we need to address that. There's been loads of talk on, this, on Barry's side and other sides. Fortunately, can he score? No, he bloody can't. Get him out. Well, uh, it'll be you, in you four, could argue right? it should have been addressed a long time before now, two months before now, but persistence is the issue, I guess. A, a stubbornness and a, an unwillingness to change. We heard when Wycombe came on, on Monday, the biggest cheer from the home side of the, the whole day. Yes. Mm. Yeah. But well, that was the wrong substitution. Clark should have gone off. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I agree with I, I'm, I'm I not. I went off for Murphy, though. I'm not. Not for Waggon, didn't you? I've not seen Mackay make a substitution that's, in, that's no. made us look more like scoring. No, no, no. It was no, you can't get it right every time, but you've got to get it right some of the time, even by chance. Yeah, but I mean. We're, we're, he's gone now, he's, he's gone, history, yeah. we forgot him. We're, we're, it's uh, yeah. Superman we're talking about, isn't it? Superman Caldwell. So, from, from what he said so far, are we feel, I know Mick's <laughs> a bit cautious, but is everybody else feeling positive? Well, well, the way I look at it, as, as a long term appointment, like Rob says, it, it could go either way. But as a short, if you look at these five games, he's got nothing to lose. Mm. If we'd have gone into these last five games with Mackay as boss, we were already relegated. By making that change, you at least give us a semblance of hope. You know, if if we get a good result Friday and Rotherham lose, suddenly the belief bus will be revving its engines and rocking and rolling, won't it? But realistically, we're giving we, up for next season. We, we, yeah, yeah, I think yeah well, we're already we're already you're right. You're what already did Sharp say in that interview? He said, barring, yeah, it's free hit, he said. Well, he said, barring a very big miracle, mm. we're relegated. Yeah. So, and, and so I, they're accepting it. I think that's why they acted when they did. Yeah. But look, we're gone. Forget it. We, we, there's, there's absolutely no way we're going to survive. Look at what you've got. Let's get ready for next year. Yeah, let's get yeah, ready it's for good, next year. It's good in the risk. It gives us hope for next season, because that claim wants to see us anyway. Not, not a chance. I think Caldwell has the potential to be a good forward-thinking appointment, because if you think... Or well, what's his coaching style going to be? Something that's particularly exciting, well, excites a lot of our fans, maybe not Gareth, <laughs> was that he wants to get back to that Martinez style of play. And if you think, he's played, he would have played about half his career under Martinez, wouldn't he? So, do you think that would have a, an effect on him? Yeah, he's also played international football, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, I mean caps to the Afro. Cap, captain Celtic, Captain Wigan, Champions Captain Scotland. Yeah. Celtic, they played yes. out from the back, so mm. he's, he's used to a particular style of football. But that doesn't mean, we know from other managers, doesn't re, it doesn't always 
represent your playing style, does it, as a player? No. Some manage it, no. Somewhere, pick some, the way some people manage, should we say? Yeah, but you've also, I mean, whatever style you play, you've got to be able to adapt that style to any given circumstance in any particular game, haven't you? Like, for all, at the time, Martinez was classed as having no plan B, you start have a plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D. It was changing, it was fascinating to watch. Now, yeah. I'm not saying Cornwall's going to be like that, but at least we should give him a chance. And when you think about, uh, we were wondering where about him coming through, you think about uh, Swansea promoting Gary Monk, you know, what, 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 what a, uh, an inspired decision that was. Well, they've got and, to start somewhere, haven't they? Well, yeah, but Gary Monk really was a lower league player, weren't he? Yeah. yeah That's what he was. He's played most of his career. And yeah. still got something to prove. But he knew that club inside out. He, 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 he was part of that philosophy what Martin has mm. put in place. So you're, saying there, you're saying there yeah. about Martin has, have you? And obviously we have this thing of people that couldn't see plan B, plan C, plan D. I couldn't see it with these last couple of fellas. Who oh, fit up, hope that somebody, something yeah. falls for you in box. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you, you know the noisy neighbours who share the same stadium? Yeah. Well, the head coach has whipped his way through every level. Yeah. And that's why he knows the club inside out as well. That's why yeah. they're doing so well right now, is it? Uh, they, how are they doing, by I the way? I won't say over this bloody weekend. Like, oh, yeah. so. um, and another, another player that was promoted that jumped out at me when people were saying, Gary Caldwell, David Boyce, well, he was sent it off at Preston, weren't he? Yeah. Nobody really heard of him. Uh, and he took over, nearly got him promoted and had a good career at Everton. So, uh, and he's Scottish. And he's Scottish. And he's miserable. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm quite excited, if I'm being honest. I really am. I'm excited about it. You just don't know what's round the corner, do you? And I think that's best of the excitement. So. What is it? Third time lucky? Third time lucky, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, third time lucky. You know, I'd, I'd like to think that, yes, we have got the right one because we have actually promoted with him. We know, yeah. We've got a bloke who we know knows the club. He's got an intimate knowledge of the uh, players, and I'd like to think he's, he's going to be good for the future. Good. Well, that's, that's all what we wanted, it good for the future. Right, let's move on. We've got a big game on Saturday, on Friday. I keep thinking it's Saturday, it's not. We've got Friday and Tuesday, haven't we? We've got Millwall. Everybody goes to the beanbag. I'm going to the beanbag. Oh, yeah, I need to yeah. sort tickets off. Oh, well, I don't think there's many left, yeah. so we'll get them sorted. Uh, I've had a message from the club who'd like me to make an announcement on the podcast this evening. Um, the announcement is the free travel, they've extended the deadline for it and it's it's 5pm tomorrow. So if you want to go to Fulham and you want free transport there and back, uh, you've got until 5pm tomorrow. When to you say tomorrow, started. do you mean Thursday? Thursday, right. sorry. Yeah, fact, thank you, Dan, <laughs> for that. I keep getting podcasters and live, is it? It depends when you get this out. Ooh. It could be tonight, it could be yeah. tomorrow. So, oh, it could be out tonight, it could be out Wednesday night. <laughs> Uh, right, so we're moving on. We've got uh, Fulham on Friday. Uh, free travel extended until 5pm Thursday. Uh, last year's Fulham have met 33 times. We've not got a good record against them, to be honest. We've only got 10 wins out of, out of those 43. Fulham have got 18. We've drawn 15 times. We've only ever managed to win twice at Craven Cottage. One was back in September 1990. We got a 2-1. And uh, October 2006, and then Henry Kamara goal uh, give us a 1-0 victory. The referee is Mick Russell from Hertfordshire. Uh, he's done 28 games this season, only nine of which have been at championship level. One of them was us, uh, which was the only time he's ever refed us, and that was Birmingham away when we lost 3-1, uh, when we were pretty poor. Um, he's issued, of those 28 games, he's issued 71 yellows and four reds. So that's like average, really, for what's going on. Got any stats on Fulham, Gareth? 
Well, look at the form. The last six games, they've managed to lose three, draw two, and win just one of the last six games. Ironically, the three home games, they've lost them all. Two from Pastings too, aren't they? Yes. And that away game that they won at Huddersfield, they should have actually got better out of sight in that one. Right. Huddersfield missed two penalties. Uh, the player, the, one of the players saved, saved a, a, a ball at nil nil, didn't he? Saved a goal. Um, and they sent the wrong man off as well. So there you go, that yeah. gives us an opportunity. Well, yeah, but uh, McCormack started scoring now, isn't he? That's the thing. McCormack uh, and Hugo Robert Lager, of course. Well, he's not been playing Hugo. Yeah. On the bench last week. It Can was, we have him? He'll start on Friday scoring now, so you will. He'll not celebrate, though, will he? Because like, he never celebrates when he scores against Good us. Player. Why? No, I'd be given Why? I don't know. Well, anyway. I will. Let's, let's have a let's have a, a forecast for uh, Big Gaza's first game in charge. Gareth, what do we think? Down at Craven Cottage, the banks of the Thames, the night before the boat race, before the Grand National. Well, before the Grand yeah, two horse race. New manager, hopefully get a bounce from the team. Didn't work last time. Let's hope it does this time. Yeah. We want to win. 2 0. 2 0. Rob. You know your club's in turmoil when they're moving your game for a boat race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Does it get any worse? Better than rugby. Yeah, true. Uh, yeah, as Gareth said, hopefully, new manager bounce. I think the players are going to be well up for this. Uh, I just thought it gets off to a good start. Get a, some feel good factor coming back to the club. Uh, and if we do win, you never know, it could give us a slight glimmer of hope, but I think we'd be far behind Fulham then, wouldn't we? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it may not all be lost after Friday. Right, okay. Uh, Adam, do you see a change in formation? I can, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Team change, I think Wagon start. I think he'll experiment a bit more, different to what we've been seeing. Three at the back, two wing backs. Mm. You could see maybe Bong, Bong part of the back three. Bong and bombing up. You never know. Um, I feel there'll definitely be a bounce. Fans will be a big boost, I think. Given the Jordy Gomez role. Oh. Free travel, I think we'll get a win. 3 1. 3 1. Vic? What, forecast? Yeah. Well, it's going to change, isn't it? There's a, a low pressure coming in. Yeah. Uh, it's going to change. So the high pressure's gone. Well, low pressure coming in. I think it's been a low pressure all picking season, hasn't it? So it's a little bit unsettled then? Um, I think Slow new vlogs, new life, new everything else like that will spark um, something wonderful in the team. Mm-hmm. And Whatever that is. Well, this is it. We let it remains to be seen. Whatever that is, yes, mm-hmm. definitely. I think it's going to be a good day for the fans. I don't think they'll win. I think they'll get battered, but I think it'll be a good night out for the fans <laughs> on free travel. Yeah. You know. Uh, my prediction. Latics to win with two clear goals. There you go. Yeah. Catherine? I win for a draw. We always seem to draw against Fulham, so I win for a draw. A draw? Mm, that's right. Always one all, isn't it? Yeah, always yeah. one all. Paul? We, we can't go for anything other than a win. Not, not what's going to happen, what I want to happen. Three points, one nil. You see who's playing three up front? Three up front? Mm. Um, no. No fight, is there? No. Two of the three will be useless. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, that's no. been a, a problem for the past five years, though. No, hasn't it? I'd, wa- I'd, I'd want to just go the overall three. Um, Better yeah. than Mackay's. Play five at the back. No, I think one of our problems, uh, just talking about the strikers, is, is the midfielders not been supported. When yeah. we break, we break with one or two 
we don't break your numbers. We, the, 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 the too cautious, aren't they? Two chattels are on too much. Well, well you've got, you've got a perfect opportunity to just cast that off now, haven't you? Yeah. Just say, ah, start it, go for the, it. Yeah, well, can you see Boise being dropped to the bench and Perch being moved to right back? No, I can see Boise playing in the middle of a three. Or right. playing as yeah. a full back. Yeah. We put you as a wing back. Call. Perch on one side, Bong on the other, Kim in the Jordy Gomez role. Vist anchor in the midfield, the middle of the midfield with Chris McCann who can bomb on as well if he needs to. Right, okay. Waggon and whoever else up front. I don't, so have, I don't know how many have played. 14. <laughs> no, I've not, I've not got up to 11 there. <laughs> Who? Maguire. No, Maguire, he, he could still play. Maguire, Pearson, Bice, three centre-halves, jobs are good in. Yeah. So you are going to win? Oh, aye. But the problem is it took Roberto about six months to, to, to prepare for that three at the back, didn't it, and play like we did. But yeah. Three years. Anyway, mm. Dan, well, Dallas, Superman. I'd like to say that the potential is there for us to win if we actually play some attackers. But I personally think we've had all this stuff in knocked out of us, and we're going to get beaten two 0 Right. Ah, a bit miserable, that Dan. Bloody hell, I don't <laughs> Come on, Dan. Come on. Not it's freezing here. It's been 19 degrees today. Give him your pen, Daphne. Let's go. Let's go out with style. Yeah. Take away the appointment of Colwell, you were absolutely bang on. Yeah. But Barry, I appointed him, you've changed that. Take that pen off. Really? How does it change everything? We've got the same set of players. We'll set him up differently. Do you not think we're going to set up differently? Definitely. For a start. Yeah. Not going to have nine defenders. There's going to be several players, but I bet they've done it already today in training. I bet they were kicking the, the office door down. Hey, Gaffer, give us a start on Saturday. I'll prove you right. I'll prove you right. Give us a chance. Give us a chance. Mm. I bet they've been pecking his head all pig in there. Some of the other managers would have turned around and just looked at them and like, do that again and you're out of here. But it's that in, 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 initial reaction, isn't it, with a new manager, players turning around and saying, listen, I know I can do a good job for you. You know what I'm capable of doing because he's an inside man. He knows what these lads are capable mm, of doing. Yeah, exactly. Right, anyway, on that then, uh, we'll knock it on the head. Uh, what about got, your prediction? Uh, I just think it's going to be uh, a very interesting game. <laughs> um, we're definitely not going to play uh, as cautious as we have been doing. We need to win. We sh it, Mackay should have been going for it for the past six or seven weeks, eight weeks, nine weeks, since he's been here. Uh, I think Carwell will play more adventurous. Um, yeah, and we'll, I think we'll win because Fulham are absolutely atrocious. Well, that, that's it. We're not. We're not. And we'll win three one. One of the three worst sides in this division, are we? No, we'll win three one, and goals will come from uh, the least likely places. I think. I think Chris McCallum. what you was into that before about backing up. He, yeah, he, he can, you get in the box, doesn't it? Is he going to start though? Well, start? I hope so because he's been yeah. starting. Perch centre midfield, he's never a centre no, midfield, live no, a memory of man. No, and then no. Kvist and Perch centre midfield. He's never been the same since that injury against City. No, he, 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 had a, he had a good game when he first came back. Yeah, yeah, he had that one game. He came back too soon though, do you not think? Yeah. He's, he's not, re he's not re exactly. both Watson and McCann were thrown in when we were struggling. Anyway. Like I said, that's it. To knock it on the head. We've got Millwall on Tuesday. So by the time we're back here next Wednesday, we're either <laughs> relegated or relegated or relegated. Yeah. So yeah. well, you don't don't write it off yet. No, we're not First writing it off. 
first law of association football never ever write off Wigan Athletic five wins then on that note it's good out for me good, good, good night Vienna Morning, I'm your morning, I'm your morning, I'm your morning.